0: Amen. Thank you, Darla. We've been looking at the book of Malachi for the last couple of weeks, and we're finishing up this series on this great prophet of God. Of course, Malachi is the last word, as it were, in the Old Testament. It's the last prophecy given for the people. And if you think about it, I want us to take a step back for a moment and think about this grand story. This is the last word here in Malachi, but it's not the end of the story. But if we think back, we look at the Bible, it starts out with the Pentateuch, the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. starts in the beginning, and God created the heavens and the earth, and it was all good. And then we broke creation, and we broke ourselves, But God didn't give up on us, right? What did God do in response to our breaking ourselves and breaking God's world? He made a covenant. He made a covenant with us. Remember the covenant he made with Adam and Eve and then with Noah and then with uh, Abraham? He said, you'll be a great people. And I will bless you to be a blessing. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so we see that the the Bible is a book of covenant where God makes his covenant with us. And so we go through the patriarchs and then the people of God are taken into captivity in Egypt. And then Moses comes and Moses leads them out of Egypt into the promised land. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And he gives us that covenant then the law and then the people go to possess the land, Joshua, Judges. And we see how the people, they break the covenant, don't they, time and time again. And, and God sends the prophets and warns them that they're going to be taken into captivity. And they go into captivity and then they come back and we read Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, what happens after that. And, and then the rest of the Bible at the end is all of these prophecies. These words from the prophets to the people, reminding them to remember the covenant. And here we are in Malachi, this final word. And how does Malachi start? It starts from God saying, I have loved you, and I continue to love you. I have loved you, and I continue to love you. And of course, we get into an argument with God, right? Right? How have you loved us? And and we've talked about how Malachi is written like an ancient court case where we have placed God on trial, where we say, you know, we don't believe you really love us, so we're going to question you, God, on all these things. And and it's back and forth throughout Malachi where the people of God are, are questioning this covenant that God has made. And the people of God are questioning everything. And God is questioning the people. He's questioning us. He's like, you have not been faithful to the covenant. You have not been faithful in how you serve me. You are robbing me. You're not bringing your tithe. You're not worshiping wholeheartedly. You're just offering me your leftovers. You're not committed to me. And God's not happy with the people. And so here we are in this last section of Malachi. Malachi. And you know what today is? It's judgment day. Today is judgment day. We're awaiting the verdict from God. We don't like judgment day, do we? We don't like to talk about judgment day, do we? (laughs) But here we have, at the end of Malachi, it is judgment day. We're awaiting the verdict from God. And we... We read this part, and, and, and back and forth, these arguments have been going throughout Malachi, all these questions back and forth. And the people have rejected God's covenant, and the blessing that God wants to pour out on them. And, and part of the reason is because we have it wrong, we have it backwards. We're seeking all the benefits before we seek God's kingdom. And what does Jesus remind us? What did Jesus tell us in Matthew? Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. But we flip that around. We, we want to seek everything else out and then say, bless us. The people aren't seeking the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of self. And because of this, they will lose the kingdom and lose everything else as well. So now we await the verdict. Is God guilty? Or are the people guilty? And we have here in this section, chapter 3, verse 16 through 18, this interesting little interlude. And so I'm going to reread it. It says this, Then those who revered the Lord spoke with one another. These are the jurors, those who revered the Lord. The Lord took note and listened, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who revered the Lord and thought on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. My special possession on the day when I act. And I will spare them. About to cough. Thank you. And I will spare them as parents spare their children who serve them. Then once more you shall see the difference between the righteous and the wicked. Between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. These revered ones that are talked about. they, They act as the jury in this court case. And it's interesting that they're the only ones who really know what's going on. Truly understand what is going on. They're the only ones who see clearly. They perceive the reality of God and his kingdom. And rightly understand that God has been faithful to his covenant and to his love for them. God has been constant in his love in spite of the people's constant rejection. In fact, if we go back through the book and we read through Malachi, and we focus on God's response in the face of the constant rejection of faithfulness, we see a clear theme that runs throughout. It's the theme of love. God loves them, and He continues to love them. God proclaims it at the very beginning of the book, and we see how it is played out throughout the book. I have loved you, and I continue to love you. Now, His love can sting, right? But that's the way love is. If we are falling away, God is going to seek after us and He's going to do whatever it takes to make sure that we get it. But the verdict has been given. The day of the Lord is coming. The book of remembrance has been written with the names of the righteous in it. The question is, will our names be recorded In the book of the righteous. Will our names be recorded in this book. As part of the faithful. But here's the thing though. There's still time. Let's read the next to the last little section of Malachi. We read this. See the day is coming. Burning like an oven. When all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble, the day that comes shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who revere my name, the Son of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. The day is coming. In fact, the day has come. Christ has returned. But the day, the final judgment is coming. And that day, it's it's like a coin. Two sides. Head you win, tails you lose. On one side, those who are the righteous, that day of God's coming will be a great and glorious day. But on the other side, the day of his coming will be a terrible day terrible day those who will not return to him it says will be burned like stubble here's the thing it's our choice the verdict has been given which side are we going to be on but this is what i love about god in malachi he has one more word to share one more speech to give He's pleading with us to remember. Please remember. Remember God's love. Remember the covenant that he made with you. Remember God's faithfulness that in spite of the guilty verdict, he will still offer us pardon if we return to him. God still will not give up on us and he still offers us mercy. He says this, Remember the teaching of my servant Moses. He says, if everything else in this book hasn't worked, at least go back to Moses. What did Moses teach when he gave us the law? The covenant. He says, remember the statutes and the ordinances that I commanded him at Horeb for all of Israel. Lo, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of parents to their children and the hearts of children to their parents so that I will not come and strike the land with a curse. The book actually Ends ambiguous, just like that day. It depends on how it will be. Will it be a curse or not? It's our choice. The verdict has been given, but in spite of our guilt, here's the good news: there's still hope. But we have to decide which side of the coin will we receive. Will it be a blessing or a curse? It's our choice. God has extended his mercy. He says, I have loved you, and I continue to love you. But will you return to me? Will you be faithful? So this morning, I have the same question for you. God has offered that love. Do you receive it? Will you trust and obey? So this morning, on your Connect card... I want you to get your connect cards out. On the back, there's a next step today. This is the altar call. Are you ready? For some of you in this room, maybe you have never truly given your life to Christ. I don't know. You might have been coming here for a while, but, but never truly given your life over to Christ, never truly trusted in that covenant that God has given us, trusted in his love. Today is judgment day. It's your choice. So if that's you this morning, i want to say a prayer for you. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Lord, I pray for all of those this morning who have never given their life to you. In this moment, come Holy Spirit. Speak to them. Lord, I pray that you would renew them and transform them even now. That they would accept you, your offer of salvation and hope and grace. That they can be a new creation. Transformed by your grace. And I pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. If that's you, if you'd put that on your next step. That you accepted that gift of salvation. This morning. But I I submit to you that most of you in this room have been following Christ in some way or another for a while. I see your faces here most Sundays. What was the word to the people in Malachi from God? You're offering lip service, you're giving me leftovers, you're coming when it's convenient, you're not faithful when it's hard. You forget about me when you're at work. You don't give me your money. You don't offer blessing to the world. You just show up and take up space. God's not happy with that. In fact, that's more of the word in Malachi than anything. Today's judgment day. God says, I have loved you and I will continue to love you. I've made a covenant with you and I promise to fulfill my end of the covenant. Will you fulfill your end? I don't know where you are today. All of us are different. All of us have things that we need to turn back over to you. So if that's you and you need to recommit your life, you need to rededicate your life, you need to stop offering lip service and actually producing action. I want to pray for you right now. Let's pray. Lord, your grace is amazing. Your mercy is constant. That in spite of our guilty verdict in spite of our many sins in spite of the fact that we don't deserve mercy you still offer and so God this morning if we have been half-hearted disciples if we have been immature disciples seeking the best for us before your kingdom Father will you transform our hearts right now may we make that commitment to you anew and afresh this morning. And we know we can't do it on our own. We will need your spirit because we will fail constantly. But this day, we choose you and your kingdom. And God, I give you permission to hound us and to convict us. And when it gets tough, that that we would be reminded that you are there come holy spirit and move in our hearts we pray amen if you made that commitment this morning if you'd put that on your next step as well today is judgment day we're waiting the verdict we're guilty but will we receive mercy and pardon or judgment It's your choice. I hope we choose well. Because God says, I have loved you and I will continue to love you.